G'day, g'day, and welcome back to another episode. It is your boy, the captain of the ship, the man in charge. My parents call me Bradley J. Driver, but you can call me Brad. You can call me whatever you like, because if you're a fan of the show, I'm a fan of you. We're pumped to be here. The birds are chirping, which means we're in for a really good time. And I'm excited to dive into today's discussion, because ultimately health and fitness and creating a really healthy lifestyle is something that we all need to think about. And whilst your body, your image, and the way you live your life is definitely a choice of yours and yours alone. There's something to be said for a physical pursuit that I, th- I think just levels you up in every area of your life, not just that pursuit itself, but the way that you think mentally, your relationships, your spiritual relationship with your body and your mind. And so that's why I'm so keen to get into this today. It really does relate to every single one of you. And today's guest has a lot to share. Her journey over the course of the last 12 months has been incredible. And we're going to dive straight into it with the reason for a change, the motivation, the discipline, and all the challenges and triumphs that come in and around that and in and around just being someone in this age group, um, as we call it, the 20s. And I think you're just before your 20s. Yeah, I'm yet to kind of make it there, but two months to go and I'll hit pretty, two zero. <laughs> pretty much. We're getting you early, but it's good. So ladies and gentlemen, from your home, your car or wherever you are, get ready because we've got a lot to talk about and welcome Miss Emma Reynolds. How are we? I'm good. How are you? Very good. It's a pleasure to have you here. I'm so glad you're here. This is actually Emma's podcast debut, but I definitely don't believe it will be the last like I said, your journey's been amazing. Thank you. I need you to teach me how to talk as well as you do because that was bloody amazing. You're too kind. I guess Freestyle. you do this You do this a couple of times and you'd like to think you kind of get used to it. Yeah, far out. But no, I'm, re- I'm really excited to have you here. I think I've, I've just watched your journey. Like we both live for everyone who's listening to this or watching. Emma and I are both Illawarra locals and it's always Love amazing. A good diggy's morning. A good ice long black. What a place to be. <laughs> what a coffee to have. I'm definitely down there. I think that's where I started seeing you a lot, yeah. was just walking along the track. Your marathon like journey where you, when you started training yeah. for that is when we kind of crossed paths a little yeah. bit. But it's yeah. interesting, isn't it? I think everyone seems to cross paths on similar journeys and whilst... Mine is definitely not stepping on stage to look good. And mine's it was, definitely not running a marathon. <laughs> yeah, it kind of crosses paths though, because yeah. like I said, it's that physical excellence, that pursuit of getting the best out of you physically. And I remember seeing your stuff for the first time, and I think I can kind of remember passing you before, and I was like, wow, she's made incredible changes, not just physically, but what looked like mentally and such a lifestyle change to be at where you're at now. I really want to go back and I guess firstly address the fact that we are talking about a bikini prep and I'll call it bikini domination on stage. You've done amazing. Thank you. I'm very proud of the physical and mental growth that I've gone through to even step on stage. I, I can't believe I did it, to be honest. I couldn't do it. Like personally for me, I don't have the nutritional discipline nor the, and I probably don't have the love for being in the gym and like, I guess some people think running's monotonous. Like for me, the weights get a little bit monotonous at times. Yeah, it's not for everyone. You need to find something you love. And yeah. I found a love for the gym. Your love is marathons, running. Love-hate relationship. To me, we'll that's crazy. Hey. I could not think of anything worse. But, but see, <laughs> you know, it's the funny thing. Like you said it, 
the mental transformation you've been through to achieve that, you probably did never expect yourself to be in the position you are. I definitely didn't, but ultimately when you set your sights on a goal, it just happens. You do anything to reach that goal. I'm really keen to dive in and I guess destruct the reason for wanting to go on this journey because I guess my mantra throughout 2020 and throughout my marathon prep was purpose fuels progress and I felt like I was really aligned to the reason I was running the marathon. It wasn't just for the sake of it and ultimately that's probably what led to my discipline which was almost faultless and really outside of bleeding in the lungs and having to take two weeks off and a tear in my car. Yeah, I remember seeing that. I remember messaging you actually and being yeah. like... Yeah, well, that was the only time I stopped. Yeah. Like, I'll, before then, it was like, it was never like, oh, maybe I won't train today or maybe I won't do this. You do it. You do the motions. You just do it. And I think that comes from purpose. So let's talk about your reasoning. Well, probably May last year, May 2020 was my turning point. So, start of COVID, no... Coming out of COVID, Blake had just, my partner, had just moved yep. down to South Australia and I was unhappy. I yep. was unhappy with how I was feeling myself. I wasn't feeling myself. So I needed change and I just started from there. I started slowly, so I reached out to my good friend and coach, Bree, yep. and we just went from there. Small changes weekly and grew. At what point in time, because like for me... I made my journey to push myself after like a month of running, but it was because of, I guess, bad health and a tricky situation that really spurred that motivation super early. But at what point, like obviously you'd been in the gym before this yeah, and like you're familiar with the gym and training, but ultimately it's like, it's almost like a different thing in itself where you start seeking the advice of a coach, which I did at the beginning of mine you create that relationship and you start to go on that journey. And at what point does, I guess, the switch flip where you go, this is actually something I want to do at a competitive level. Yeah. This is something I feel like I can do really well at. Because it's one thing to step on stage and kind of just be on stage, but you've done it very well. Thank you. So it's a very conscious decision. So I've always lived an active lifestyle. Growing up as a kid, I was in every sport going and I was competitive at it too. Yeah. So I kind of lost that at around 16. I think we all do. Yeah, you, you get to that age and you just kind of, I don't want to do that anymore. You just want to hang out with your friends and that's about it. Yeah. So I did that, lived my life for a few years. Sounds weird because I was only 16, 17 when I was doing that, but you know, life. Yeah. And yeah, so... Brie helped me get back into the gym, find my love for the gym again and working out and feeling good about myself. It was probably about July, August. I wrote a list of things I've always wanted to do in my phone and Step On Stage was one of them. And it finally felt achievable in a way. Yeah. And I have a memory of me being in Year 9 and do you know Lauren Simpson? I do, yes. World champ. My yeah. bikini, very similar to hers. I had that as my screensaver in year nine, her world champ picture in that silver yeah, wow. bikini. So it's funny you say Lauren because Lauren's one of Lauren's marketing crew was Star, who was here yesterday. Who I also look up yeah. to heavily, yeah. So I noticed when you'd said, how did it go with Star? I was like, obviously you kind of knew who she was, but I thought it might've just been through social, but there you yeah. go, I connect the dots now. Yeah, so Lauren has always been an inspiration for me. So. I've still got that list on my phone of goals that I want to achieve and yeah, stepping on stage has 
always been something I'd watched people do and admired but never thought I could actually do it until August and then that's when we kind of said all right let's do it April let's go that's amazing so you know there's a few things I want to talk about there so the first being that we spoke about this just off camera and off the mics before we got into the the pod here but it's one thing to like really push yourself physically when that is your life like the life Mm. of an athlete is a sole focus on pursuing that goal and moving in the direction that you need to 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 achieve it ultimately you've done that but with a whole heap of other responsibility on your shoulders you live by yourself if i'm correct yeah like you're 19 going into your 20s now your partner blake has moved to south australia then you work a really physically demanding job, which starts quite early in the morning from yeah. what I see. Yeah. And like the process of just being disciplined while all of that is happening is, yeah. you know, I take my hat off to you because that would be really hard to do. Yeah. Talk about just like the stresses of your everyday life that go in balance with just the training as well. So I think I kind of use the gym as an outlet in a way. Mm. So prep gave me something to focus on, something yeah. to kind of give me drive to help me through keeping busy, although I didn't need to. But yeah, yeah, so work, so I started at seven. So I was in the gym at 3.30 every morning to get my session in. Oh my God. And then I'd go back of an afternoon and do cardio. What time do you crash at night? Oh, I'm asleep by 8 p.m. every night. Yeah, okay, I can imagine. So like gets to Friday night and I'm in bed ready for sleep so what's that you get a do you get about seven hours yeah seven to eight i i I usually push eight to be honest that's amazing still to be able to do that see i'm terrible with that i've I've really noticed that this year like i feel like i've got some black bags forming under my eyes because i've been lazy with sleep we were talking about this before screen time read before bed i've got to get better at this see i'm pages 10 pages 15 minutes do it Yeah, I like that. See, because I was in a bit of a flow for a minute where I'd like my morning routine was run, swim, ice long black with the gang. I'm so jealous of your morning routine. Then I'd get a coffee, (laughs) come back home, make my brekkie, peanut butter and poached eggs. Add the sunrise video in there too. Yeah, a little sunrise vid and on the IG stories. And then (laughs) I'd read for a little bit while I had brekkie. But I've just fallen out of that routine because ultimately, like, mornings are busy. So when you want to do all that, and then like you can't do everything you've got to pick a few things and I like getting out and exercising so I think getting off my phone a little bit and we're all getting in the bed book in hand and I've got so I've had so many people so I started posting on my story that I've started reading Mm -hmm. and you don't know the amount of people who have bought me books or sent me books here to the studio or the amount of people that give you feedback on books they've read mm, and, and the list just grows Genuinely ask you about your opinions on books so yeah it's got a little community that you don't even realize i feel like i've got to own the reading of the books a little more yeah well the idea of your new podcast came from a book club it did it did <laughs> a book slash intervention club which you'll hear a whole lot about actually before this releases because this will be part of the new branding so which is exciting, but I'm sure you've heard all about that by now. And I want to dive a little bit more into that goals list. Yeah. Like how important do you think it is for everyday individuals, human beings, everyone who listens and watches this podcast to really have goals? I think it's so underrated as someone in the early stages of your life. It's almost like 
in many ways goals are reserved for school then you sort of leave school and it's like oh you forget about it and you just go through the general flow of life until you're old that you start to freak out and you create a bucket list and a heap of goals that you're supposed to have ticked off in your life so goals are a massive thing for me but I only really stick to small achievable goals keep them small keep them close because you set big goals you don't you, you lose momentum halfway mm. through if you're not getting there fast enough. You're only human. Yeah. So my thing is setting small goals that ultimately lead to a bigger goal along the way. So that's, I like that. I that's think that's really I important. Think that I've kind of gone well in the past year because I have set those small goals along the way, even weekly ones. Like reading before bed, I want to do that seven nights in a row. Well, it's forming great habits, isn't it? Yeah. One thing that I noticed actually before we got here today, I was looking at a little TikTok scroll. We'll scroll on the, the TikTok. Love a good TikTok. So good. And I actually come across a little Joe Rogan clip. Yeah. And he was talking in this clip about, I guess, fulfilling the life that you really want to live. And he quoted a, an old philosopher, Henry David Thoreau. And the quote was, most men lead lives of quiet desperation. And I thought that was a really interesting quote. And basically what it means is that most people hit that stage of their life where responsibilities, bills, commitments, start that it's just that adult (laughs) adult life. And this is literally what the pod's about now. Like those commitments and stresses and expectations that come in your 20s that just weigh you down and you've almost got this quiet sense of desperation inside of you that just yearns for like the opportunity to chase the goals and the dreams that you've always had. And I think those little goals are a really great way of counteracting that and getting you out of that stuck mindset. It keeps you accountable as well. It, It really does. And for me, like I feel like you talk about that period at sort of 16 of just really flowing through life and living life and sort of missing that direction that competitive direction of sport for me I was so similar where I had a career pursuit in real estate for so many years but ultimately it almost felt like it weighed me down and stopped me from doing anything else or nurturing any other area of my life and the last year has been about rediscovering that for me. And that's a really exciting journey yeah. because you feel free. You feel like a weight lifted off your shoulders. And I describe the feeling of handing in my notice at work and being like so emotional, which yeah. I wasn't an emotional work character. Yeah, I'm no. a pretty emotional guy, I reckon. Oh, um, I've, my emotions have definitely come out the past few months. I feel like I'm a lot more in touch with myself and my emotions. It's crazy. I think that's important, right? Yeah. And ultimately for me it was a very freeing feeling getting the opportunity to pursue all of that again so when you talk about goals and we talk about purpose and I'm big on purpose and I feel like I really understand my purpose I heard a guy that I've just like a bit of a man crush on at the moment Ben Crow (laughs) who's just a great character as far as mindset goes and he spoke about understanding the clear distinction between purpose and goals yeah And a purpose is something that you likely never achieve. It's something you're always in pursuit of. Yeah, you're striving all the time for that purpose and it can shift and adjust. But ultimately, the goals that you set are measurable and have a, I guess, a time set on those goals. 
and that should lead to you being in pursuit of that purpose. Yep. So I ask, and I don't think it's as easy as often everyone should know and everyone should remember, and I think it changes, but do you feel that you have a purpose? Well, you, you definitely do, but do you I feel like you know what it is? I feel like I have a purpose. I'm yet to discover my purpose. Which I think is, is fun. It. I think that's really fun. I think that's the importance of goals. and. I probably misunderstood purpose yeah. for a long time where I thought my purpose was to be what I thought my biggest, what my biggest goals really are. Yeah. And for me, it's been stripping that back. And I think it's so much harder to figure out than most people give and credit for. And it's also for. finding yourself too. It, it really is. And that just comes through experimentation. Yep. And I feel like, I don't even know if you really figure it out that much. I feel like you think you know, and I probably feel like I know at this point in time, but it may change. Changes weekly. It does, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, honestly. Like, I I think I know my purpose, but whether that is... Yeah. Yeah. So, for work now, you do industrial aircon so, and refrigeration, yeah, I'm correct? An, I'm a fourth-year apprentice, so industrial aircon and refrigeration. What got so, you into that? Um, If I'm honest, I was... 16 I needed an outlet out of school school wasn't for me um I was interested in in being a sparky and I got told that I needed to go back to school to year 12 just for the math side of things and I turned around and said no yeah (laughs) I get that to school and then I got offered aircon refrigeration and I straight away said I'll take it and Three years later, four years later now, it, I don't regret that decision one bit. You're such a go-getter, like, and you can see that you're really someone who, do you struggle to sit down? Oh my God, I can't stop moving, have you yeah, seen? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's like you strike me as that kind of person who needs the physical outlet consistently yeah. and such a physical job to then couple with the training, but ultimately, do you feel like that's something you want to do for the rest of your life or can you see yourself pursuing fitness, like, wholeheartedly? Or would that take away from the love? Honestly, I don't know. That's I'm finding my purpose at the moment Mm. and I'm still trying to find myself. Um, I thoroughly love my job and everything about it, but I am currently studying sports nutrition with Sports Nutrition Australia. How many hours in the day do you have? Um, Not enough. (laughs) Yeah, you've discovered, I was going to say, you've discovered something that I haven't yet. Yeah, so... I wish there was more, but yeah, yeah. So trying to cram all that in, but never gonna say. I'm. What's the saying? Never gonna say never. Yeah, Is that the right. Yeah, right, that's way? The right way. But yeah, definitely something down the lines. Talk to me about your little, I guess, community that's followed you and come around you and supported you throughout this period of like yeah. really hustling because you've created like. Correct I me if I'm wrong met here. So many wonderful women and men yeah like and like just even even on social your little community's grown just crazy yeah i I can't believe it i've connected with so many like-minded people it is crazy and the people that have reached out and said that i've helped them from just like posting something little here and there that i kind of do as second nature now it's it's crazy and i never even thought about it that i could help people well, I think you're doing an amazing job yeah. of it. And I, I said in the beginning of this podcast in the intro that fitness and health is something that should be a part of everyone's life. I strongly agree, whether it's in the tiniest amount. 
yeah it's just something like i feel like something to like naturally you want to be the healthiest version of yourself and you want to pursue your health and look after your body it's something that is so underrated and only people who do it really appreciate the power of it and And you yourself coming from a hospital bed to a week later running a marathon it makes you just feel so grateful oh incredibly grateful and blessed to be able to be active to be physical and I know the good that it's done in my life, not just over the course of last year, but throughout my childhood and my teenage mm-hmm. years. I was very similar to you, quite yeah. competitive in all the sport that I played. But ultimately, like, it's one of those things that when it's a big part of everyone's day, I feel like we overcomplicate it at times. It needs to be simple. If Talk- you can only do a 15-minute walk, 15-minute walk, you're getting your body moving, you're keeping your mind active, put your phone away, chuck a podcast on. A hundred percent. 100%. Talk to me about like what a week in your gym life looks like. So prep life or now let's go let's go prep life we'll and then let's talk, talk about, about now. the two. Yeah. So towards the end of prep it's pretty crazy as everyone kind of talks about. So I'd wake 3:34 wake up, I'd get to the gym, I'd do my strength training, so upper body, lower body, glutes, yeah. kind of I train five days a week strength and still do to this day. Five works for me. And then I'd go to work at, I aim to be there for 6.45, 15 minutes early everywhere always. You were, you were very early today (laughs) and I'm notorious for being a couple minutes late. Yeah. So I was lucky I got here on time. It's all right. I don't mind waiting in the car. (laughs) And work till 3.34 unless there's overtime, love some OT. I can imagine. And then head back to the gym for the um, hour on the Stairmaster. Oh, the Stairmaster is brutal too. It's the oh, worst one to probably spend an hour on. But best friends for a couple months there. Yeah, I can imagine. What is it? Is it monotonous after time? Um, I would just chuck on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then it kind of became my, my me time. I'd then switch off and I'd mm. just kind of watch YouTube, not really think about much. It's funny you say that because a few people have said to me, like, when I run, I can't run with music. I've yeah. tried to run with music once and I it feels like I'm gonna have a music. Oh, it feels like I'm gonna have a fucking heart attack. Mm. Like my heart starts moving to the beat of the music. Like yeah. it's weird. I don't feel right. But I was like for a long time in a period of like every Wednesday morning I do like a half marathon or a twenty K. Just casual. Yeah, and like eventually <laughs> it does, which is funny. Yeah. Like it's so funny to think that. But like in that two hours or that hour forty of running People go, oh, do you listen to music? And I'm like, no, like it's such a nice peaceful time. Mm. It's almost like in some way meditation for me. Yeah. Because it's really like the only, it's really two hours out of the week that I get where I'm not on my phone, not around other people, not performing a task that requires real mental attention. It's a real release. And you enjoy it as well. Yeah. And I think it's such a nice thing to have that. And I think that's why I think training is so important for mental health too. Oh, it's changed my mental... Let's talk about that a little bit. Like, what are the what are the changes you feel mentally, like being so dedicated to something physically now? Um, definitely finding something I love has changed my mental health dramatically. Yeah. Um, for instance, May last year, you couldn't get me out of bed some days. Mm. Like, we're human, we all have our struggles, but... Finding something you love and definitely getting active and moving. It's hard at first, but it definitely helps. 
it's brought happiness in all aspects of my life. Yeah, I, I feel like everything is strengthened because of it, right? Yeah. And I was actually listening... Relationships, everything. I, I completely agree. And I was listening to... Have you ever heard of Action Bronson? No. Kind of a rapper, but I know him more so for his food content. Yeah. Oh, and really interesting dude. Food. And he's quite a big dude, right? Yeah. But he's been on a journey of like physical transformation. He's turned into a beast. He's so strong. Yeah. Still a bigger fella, but he's lost heaps of weight and he's so healthy he and physically him. fit now. He's glowing. Yeah, I he's, love the yeah. term glowing. <laughs> he's glowing. He's just massive glow up. Action Bronson, shout out to that guy. And hearing him talk about how much it's improved his business life, his, just his energy and his attitude towards everything and I like, I haven't been through an amazing physical transformation. Like I lost 12 kilos training for my van. Yeah. Um, I've put a couple cheeky ones back on, um, which happens. Haven't we all? <laughs> oh, I'm like, you know, three or four kilos. I'm getting it back down. I'm getting it back under wraps. But it just, it does something for you. And you just feel like everything in your life, like the people around you benefit from it as much as you do. Yeah, trust and me. And all of your endeavors, like I can imagine at work, your energy increases. And yeah. It's just such a good feeling. Even putting off, pushing healthy habits without realising onto people. A few people at work now meal prep. Yeah, like that's so good. Tradie culture is sausage roll and yeah. an energy drink yeah. for lunch. It's just, I used to do it every day. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, Tomato sauce, it's the perfect combo. Sugar-free energy drink. In saying that, we are going for burgers after this tonight. Oh, big shout-out to His Boy Elroy. His Boy Elroy. Actually, first episode of my podcast journey ever was with Lockie Viona. Well, prep every day, I would look at their cheeseburger. Really? On Instagram, every day. If you go through their Instagram comments, you'll probably see me tag and breathe every single day. Post-comp, came home, that was my first place I ate at. That's so good. That's so good. Let's um let's dive into a little bit of the food stuff because we all love food. We all eat food. We all enjoy it so much. Yeah. And food is fuel. It is. It's amazing. And I feel like for me a huge shift in being able because I'm a bit of a I'm a bit of a yo yoer. Yeah. Like I love to chuck on a kilo, drop a kilo, it's chuck two balance. on, drop two. It's a real yo yo and balance effect. And ultimately I feel like I've really improved my relationship with food because I think a little bit less about it. Yep. I just make smarter decisions as yep. opposed to like bombarding my brain with what I've got to do, like yeah. stressing about this, stressing about that. But obviously it's a different ballpark stepping on stage because things have to be tracked. Yeah, for sure. Um, but and what's your relationship like with food and especially post-comp? Is it yep. hard not to go oh, just crazy? It is insanely hard. So going from having so pre pre prep like a year ago obviously not tracking kind of living life i then learned how to track and what's in food what food feels good for me what works for me and then going into prep obviously tracking very strict Mm. it is crazy and does take a bit of a mental toll and is not for everyone it's definitely no balance towards the end of prep Mm. it's crazy and I learned so much about myself and food in general it yeah but then post-comp definitely hard to kind of ease out of it good old reverse dieting but have you been pretty strict with that no I'm gonna be honest no (laughs) um probably 80 20 
70 yeah. 30 we'll go 70 30 70 30 70 30 yeah yeah but i'm happy i'm so happy right now and that's great it's my so biggest thing personally for the next few months is loving myself throughout the process yeah yes i am three kilo three to four kilos heavier than i was a month yeah. ago stepping on stage but i'm genuinely happy i'm strong i'm pushing new weights in the gym and yeah. I, my, yeah, overall health, I feel great. That's so good to hear. Like, for me, post-Mara, there was a bit of a binge. Yeah. Like, I went, I think it was Chico's, Macca's, and a little bit of pizza that night. Yeah, see, afterwards, I, we finished the show at about eight, and we got back to the hotel, and Blake and Brie were like, what do you want? And I'd already scoped out Uber Eats. It was burgers, of course. Yeah. So we got the burgers and I kind of sat there and I was like, oh, I don't really feel like anything. It was more the next day when we went to pack fair and I was like, oh, donuts. Yeah. But you're so strict on yourself for so long, you just got to enjoy for a few days. You've got to. And it actually does your body a whole lot of good. Yeah. Especially after that. Like I I was 76, 77 kilos the morning of the marrow. Light, the lightest I ever, yeah. I've ever been in fucking ages. Yeah. Since I was like a, just a skinny little kid. Yeah. 76 kilos for that marrow. And post run, just through dehydration and loss of fluid, I was seventy one. Yeah. And like I, I was so dry. Yeah. And just getting food back into the body does so much good for you. And I ate more than I've ever eaten that weekend. But I went. There's a photo of me getting out of an ice bath. Yeah. On the Monday after, and I was the leanest I've ever been. Yeah. Your body loves it. It just absorbs it. That's like the crazy thing that I learned. Like coming into comp, obviously carb depletion, like yeah. the week before, and then pumping carbs with rice into you mm. the few days leading up to comp. You wake up comp day and your body's different to what it was going to bed. Yeah. Even an hour before, it's just amazing to watch and yeah, definitely a crazy experience. It is. Brie, Brie's just sitting there like more rice, more rice, and I'm like, oh, rice, rice. I ate so much rice. Rice is fucking week. good though. I'm a bit I of a, I'm a fan of rice. I came home and the week after comp, I ate chicken and rice every night for dinner. So good. People, I, you <laughs> know how people say that would be boring? That's a dream. Yeah. I love cooking and I love my fun foods, but sometimes a good chicken and rice with a bit of herb marie salt. Have you heard that before? I haven't. Herb marie salt. Herb marie. Herb marie. It's in a little green jar. Okay. Health food aisle. Put it on everything. I might have to get around that. Yeah. I like a bit of seasoning. I, I use a lot of salt. Yeah, I'm, I'm a salt person. I lose a lot of salt because I run a lot, but yeah. I use a lot of salt. Pink Himalayan uh, makes you feel yeah, a bit healthier. It's so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just a little bit pink. It's like, oh, this is better for me. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about your skill set in the kitchen because, Jesus Christ, you whip up some treats. They're all really easy, but have you noticed? They, You make it look easy. No, trust me, trust me. They're the easy. thing that shocks me is, like, the actual macros and, like, the calories on them are so fucking low. <laughs> That I'm like, I need to get my smarts up because I'd enjoy that. I'm that crazy bitch in Woolies scanning it on my fitness pal to like work out which is lower kind of thing. Because ultimately like I want to be able to enjoy all the foods. I want everyone to enjoy all the foods. But also not feel, not that you should feel guilty, but ultimately it's about ultimately you do feel that bit of guilt coming after you eat the food. But if you can track something, if you're a tracker or if you're not... 
still eat the but goods. But I, I still think it's like, it's nice, isn't it? And I actually had this conversation with, with a mate recently, Logan, on his podcast. Yeah. And we are talking about, we were both enjoying like, I think it was a Coke Zero or Pepsi Max. Coke, no sugar, over Pepsi Max, all the way. All the way, I okay, agree. Okay, good. And it has to be out of a can. Yes. You can't have it in a bottle. The cans are fucking different. different. When they get, you know when you go to a restaurant and they say, oh, would you like a can or would you like a glass with ice? And I'm like, no, thanks. Just the can's fine. Yep, just the can. Because it tastes better. Yep. But I'm like, I never get where people, it, to me, it actually tastes better than normal Coke. Yeah. Normal Coke is too sugary and it like, you feel like it's all in your mouth and like just yep. not nice. And I say, if you can have something that's like no calories yeah, and still enjoy the same taste and the same experience. Well, it's actually one calorie. If you one want. calorie. Yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah, I that's that. I, I get a few in. So it's like <laughs> one of the three and a bit thousand that I get a day. I'm like, yeah. not bad. Yeah, no. Um, but let me tell you, like, why wouldn't you? Yeah, no. So like, that's what I love about the treats that you have because it, it actually builds a really healthy relationship with food. Mm where you don't feel like you're restricted every day because yeah, restriction no. and like we spoke about before in life when you feel trapped and you feel like you don't have choice that's when the unhealthy habits exactly start to kick in. it's when yeah. the binge happens and i totally and... agree because we've all been there a hundred percent yeah what you go to <clears throat> excuse me my voice changes so much throughout <laughs> these i realize that my voice like fluctuates maybe it's about to break i don't know um, puberty. Puberty. Late, puberty. I fucking know so. Like, imagine the gross food I'd have now. Um, what's your favourite little go-to healthy treat? Like, if you're actually, let me rephrase this question. Ultimate, like in the kitchen, kind of mid-prep, where it's not like I'm yeah. fucking on bird seed, like minimal amounts of food. But when you can actually have like a decent meal, like yeah. if you're gonna make a dinner yeah. and a dessert with a healthy spin on it, what's the go-to? So, any food can be made, in quotation, healthy. Let's just say that. So, I love a homemade chicken burger, Audi brioche bun. Audi's a bit of a secret weapon, isn't it? I love Audi. Have you had the Kenny's tub of ice cream? I haven't. Top off with, I reckon, waffles. Waffles. With a scoop of the cookie dough Kenny's tub of ice cream on top. A little bit of Biscoff. You're a Biscoff fan. I've never tried it. I've never my, my tried it. My jaw's on the ground right now, everyone. I'm a real peanut butter fan. See, like, I'm, I'm not a peanut butter person. Really? I am, but I'm not. Have you tried Mavis Dark Roasted Crunchy? I don't think I have. Shout out to Mavis. They make the best peanut Shout butter on the planet. Biscoff. What is Biscoff? So to me, I'm going to say it's every good spread. So Nutella, peanut butter, just everything put in one. But it's pretty much just caramel. A caramel spread, I'd say. Caramel oh, biscuit. Fuck, that could be dangerous, couldn't it? It is. The jar's banned from my house right now. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. I can imagine. Because <laughs> I've got this thing where I literally so go through like a jar of peanut butter maybe every two to three days. Yeah, no, I can agree with Biscoff. Like, it's very easy just to eat. Like, I'll just go in there with a spoon. Spoon? And then you go, oh, just another one. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, oh, it's just a spoon. Oh, we're only human. Yeah, <laughs> and like when 20 grams of a tablespoon it's turns like into like fucking 120, just bounce like, oh, okay, it over the tablespoon. The yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like 
I love when I go, oh, just a tablespoon. That's 20 grams. That's fine. And it's like, that's like 50 grams on that tablespoon. It's, that it's the like, heaped tablespoon. Exactly. It's like they say when you're tracking to do everything in grams, not by cups or tablespoons, yeah. because it can vary so much. You know what I love? You've, you've watched Jamie Oliver, right? Yeah. When he goes, just a bit just of a olive bit of oil, oil, and he gets the whole fucking <laughs> bottle and just splashes it. And I'm like, that is not... A tiny bit of olive oil. That is the whole fucking bottle, That's dude. That's the dream bar, honestly. Yeah. Like, just, oh, well, olive oil. 100%. You can probably hear in the background. I always say, I feel like I say this every episode. In the studio, it gets quite warm here. It's a little bit of a hot box. I open the window, and every fucking time I open the window, it's like the Fast and the Furious crew drive past the studio. Imagine doing it in here on a Saturday night, oh, doing a podcast. Could you imagine? The clubs. I've done a Friday night one. It wasn't too bad because we're early. Yeah. You'd have but, the hoons oh God. driving down. Fucking Wollongong <laughs> and the hoons. We love But it. we do. We love Wollongong. Very unique place. What's the next lot of goals? Like, you've created such a nice life. You've got such a great community. And, like, I'm really excited by what the future looks like for you. What yeah. are the next goals that you want to tick off? And what does this... Is this almost like chapter two of the journey? Like I know with fitness, sometimes one show leads to a specific other and... Yeah. Like, so show-wise, July 2022 is... Put it in the calendars. In the calendar. Lock it in. That's where we're heading. Where's that? Ah, uh, Sydney. So... Very nice. That's the goal. Hometown um, hero. Yeah. So aiming for that. Um, Personal-wise, mental growth, always. Yep. I want to love myself through every stage. I want to grow in my personal journey. Um, Life-wise, pack up and move to Adelaide within the next six months. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, And learn to go with the flow. It's hard, isn't it? So I'm a very structured person. Mm. Always need a plan. I feel that. I'm a to-do list. (laughs) You know, I even spoke about this the other day, like... A relationship with flow and structure is actually quite hard when you're someone who's seen success of being very planned. Yeah. So I do active boys every Sunday morning, every Wednesday morning, every Friday morning. Mm-hmm. It's like our run crew. And I was talking to one of the boys at um, Wednesday's run, yesterday's run, and he was like, I got like a, a really good mate's birthday this Sunday or yeah. this Saturday night. And I almost didn't want to go because I just don't want to miss out I, on the Sunday run. Yeah. And I'm like, it's so true. And I'm like that too. I kind of shut off the rest of my life at times. You get so committed to something. That, exactly. Yeah. Which that healthy balance and like the ability just to flow with it and be okay with missing something here and there and reintroducing it. Even if it's just later that day or like, yeah, which, I'm bad with that. Trust me, anyone that knows me. I'm so bad like that and it's something that I'm actively working on to just learn to go with it so for instance moving to Adelaide going down without a job that's something that sounds so crazy to me but something that I'm gonna go with the flow so have you been to Adelaide much oh every three or so weekends (laughs) okay yeah so since COVID so Blake and I didn't see each other for six months last year which was bloody hard yeah but we got through that, so I think we can get through anything. That's always going to be the toughest part, right? Yeah. Um, so I try to get down there as much as I can because it's still a bit hard for him to come back because he still needs to get approval yeah. off his work. So, yeah, I try to go down as much as I can. 
but yeah yeah he was so good in prep i'd go down and he'd have my groceries bought for me and oh, all that's my food great. prepped all that's my great. chicken weighed it was, it was how old is blake so blake's 26 yeah, okay. yeah he's a fair bit older than me yeah so yeah because you guys are very exciting drum roll getting married which is huge very exciting life step that's something that not many people do in their 20s or something that a lot of people in in their 20s stress about yeah like it's you're pretty lucky that you found someone that like you want to do life with because that's tough and i'm blessed to find someone like like i tell all my girlfriends i said don't say them unless you find yourself a blake because yeah you all don't expect anything less let's actually let's dive into that a little bit right (laughs) let's talk about what do you think some healthy expectations in a relationship are? Because obviously you've got a great relationship. Yeah. You're about to take the, the major step, the grand final almost yeah. of, of a relationship, getting married. And I feel like a lot of people really struggle to understand self-worth and what they really should value in relationships. We're in such a world now where there are always so many options that it's easy. Mm. This fireworks outside yeah. too. I can't believe it's it. To, it's only... Yeah, it's almost like fireworks for your wedding. It's like I set that up. Yeah, see? I set that up. March 2022, guys. There you go. Um, Let's talk about some of what you think are really important things to value in a relationship because, like I said, in this world, it's very easy to feel like there's always a million options and the grass is always Mm. greener because that's the culture and the scroll culture almost on social and dating apps that's been created where... I guess sometimes it's hard for people to see that the grass is not always greener on the other side. Mm. There are great things in front of you, but on the other end of the spectrum, sometimes people get comfortable and don't make the changes when they should. And I totally agree with all of that. For me, you need to both be able to grow as individuals and grow as a couple. That's That's huge. Blake and I, that that was our turning point. So Blake taking a different career step, and then myself with my fitness journey has yeah. both grown us as individuals and yeah. then ultimately brought us closer together. Like, Well, as they say, you can't really, you can't help someone else or you can't be the best for someone else when you're not the best, best. of you. Yeah. And I think that's so important and probably something that's forgotten in most relationships. And, you know, as I always say, I'm no relationship guru. Um, I'm None just a lad trying are. to figure it out. <laughs> But it's always interesting to hear from people like yourself who, oh, you we, know, we definitely. are perfect. We yeah. definitely, like, we're just, we're, not, we're a normal couple. Love a good banter sesh. Yes. But, um. Well, how often does a banter sesh turn into a fight? Um, oh, it just depends on the food I've eaten, honestly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And most of the time it's my fault. I'll take yeah. full blame. But yeah, we rarely, we do rarely fight. It's. That's great. We understand each other on that new level, I think. I think yeah. we're. I think we have like a little bit telepathic. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, a bit crazy, but that's really, it's really exciting to hear. <laughs> and super pumped for you. I think congratulations. Thank it's something you. that it should be celebrated. I feel like we forget how important it is. And I actually listened to a, another pod yesterday and they spoke about how, I think it was the same guy, Ben Crow told you a man crushing on him. <laughs> and he spoke about how as human beings, we often feel this, sense or this need to achieve everything we want to by ourselves yeah but it doesn't matter who you are how incredible you are 
ultimately every single human being on this planet needs someone else to help them along the way. For sure. And I think that's the, the beautiful thing about a relationship where you've got that partner in crime yeah. that you get to bounce off each other and, and help each other in each and every area of your lives yeah. as well as the one that you create together. And that's, and we've created a pretty good relationship together. I'm, that's so good to hear. I'm, I'm just so happy. <laughs> but... Big shout out to Blake. He's actually on his own health and fitness journey at the moment. He is I've been seeing a few photos. Amazing. Yeah. Have you noticed? I've noticed because I've seen there was a photo of you guys maybe in the gym together. It might have been on his stories yeah. or something. I think he'd come back home here recently. Yeah. It might have been last week or something. Yeah, he was home. Yeah, last weekend. And I was like, fuck, he's making some making some changes too. Yeah, he's on a bit of a 10-week challenge at the moment. Nice. And he is doing pretty bloody well super proud that's good to hear just yeah. in the gym like weights or yeah just in the gym and with his food and nutrition yeah he's food's a bit it's the biggest part isn't it yeah and just just learning fueling your body yeah good good information and good food yeah actually talk about good information we had a little chat before we got into it here today on books yeah you're a bit of a bookworm i hear yes you were and grilling... no, i'm getting into them you were grilling me about not reading before I go to bed because I was whinging and complaining about my terrible sleeping habits. Yeah, and we're also talking about our screen time on our phones. Yes. I'm a seven hour a day kind of guy. Yeah, I'm about that too. Which is not good. Is Spotify included in that part? Because I feel like we can make an excuse there. Um... I've got to be honest. Does that count as screen time? I do the same thing on social media that I do (laughs) in the fridge. Where I have a look, there's nothing there that I need to see. I close it and then I come back for a little bit more, just hoping something's changed. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same. And it's such a bad habit. Looking for the in the cupboard that's not there. And my (laughs) neck is always so tight and I reckon it's because I'm always looking down at my phone. Yeah, for sure. So. But 15, 10 to 15 minutes of reading before Mm. bed, I think has changed my sleeping game because eight hours of sleep a night. That's perfect. Like baby. What's been your favourite book? Um, Not a Life Coach by James Smith. Okay. I've heard good things about that. Such, I feel, a typical book that a lot of people are reading, but honestly, a game-changing book. What is it very health and fitness orientated um, or more so life No, itself? more life. Business okay. life. I feel like you would really like it. Because he's a massive figure in the fitness space, he, especially here in Australia. He's huge. So he has another book called Not a Diet Book, I think it's called. I have okay. not read it yet. It's next on the list after Atomic Habits. Getting a lot of good recommendations. Yes, I've heard that. great things about that too. Yeah. I'm yet, not a Kmart. Every time I go to Kmart, it's not yeah. funny. I think I need to go to a bookstore. Amazon, but online Amazon maybe. Yeah. Should, should get onto that. Get around that. Might well, get onto that tonight. We've been vibing for about 46 minutes here. Yeah. And we have been. It flies, doesn't it? Time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> and what I want to do is I want to make sure that not only everyone here got to enjoy the experience of listening and, and viewing today's podcast oh, and yeah, hearing your story. We're viewing, aren't we? We are. We are. We're viewing. <laughs> we're on YouTube. Hopefully, you know, there's actually going to be some real changes to the setting in the studio. So stay tuned for that, YouTube. Yeah, when are we painting? Very soon. I think very soon. I go to Melbourne the first week of June, yeah. which will be past tense when people are listening to this podcast. But ultimately, I want to sort of 
a little reno of the space to make it more versatile. There's some really unique content that's going to be coming out over the course of the coming months where I just feel like a bit of versatility in the, the HQ would be nice. Well, so, I painted some air outlets today at work, so I think I'm a qualified painter now, so I can <laughs> give you a hand if you need. Yeah, that, that <laughs> could be really handy because painting is one of the things that I hate the most on the planet. It is the worst It's fun job. for 10 minutes, so I it feel is. like if we get a good amount of people, we can all take turns. That That's a good idea. A working bee. Put yeah. your, you know, throw a little comment or a DM this way if you want to be a part of the paint the studio working bee. But it's, yeah, really exciting times and... I want to make sure that people come and follow your journey. So as I used to do, I'd get you to read out all of your social links, but ultimately that's really hard to remember and it gets you guys on the go trying to write down Emma's Insta bio, um, not a bio, her tag, I should say. So I'm just going to drop that all in the description so you can get around her and the little community she's created. One trend of the podcast and of my life and my Instagram stories is lately as I leave and I close off conversation, whether that be here at the cafe at Lee and me or on the podcast, I asked everyone for a few words of wisdom. So could you leave us with Wait, some words of wisdom? Yeah, I always put you on the spot. Um, Something that you wish, I guess you wish more people in their 20s knew. Something that you've learnt and understood a whole lot better over the course of the last year. Put yourself first simple but super powerful and effective and i fucking second that um definitely one of the goals for me this year everything happens for a reason i think it's so So important cliche but so right it is it is and for all the challenges that i didn't feel like should have been happening to me this year um the reasons are now becoming very clear and present and i've been on that journey too being a little bit more selfish to be eventually more selfless and as we said you've really got to look after you before you can look after anyone else so make yourself that number one priority ladies and gentlemen boys and girls thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of a lot to talk about i'm here with a wonderful emma reynolds and we really appreciate you jumping on board thanks guys take it easy we're gonna go have some burgers we're out cheeseburger